It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. Well, I'm excited. It's a great year. Uh, a lot of great things are happening in 2022 for us. And I just announced earlier today that it is our 12th anniversary, which I'm really excited about. We've had the opportunity to interview fantastic, amazing, inspiring individuals across the world for the last 12 years. And today is no exception. I am going to be very excited about today's guest. If this is your very first time tuning into the Divas That Care, a huge welcome. We're so excited. We are listened to in over 30 countries around the world. And it's because of all of our amazing listeners that we've continued to be able to do this. So a huge shout out to the ones that have been continuing to listen to us and our brand new ones. All right, let's get started. Today's guest is the amazing Dr. Daniela Ferdeko, and I am so excited to be able to have the opportunity to chat with her. I was able to go to her website today, and I was kind of just going through some things browsing, and I was really excited, and I know that you guys are going to be inspired by her just like I am. So welcome to the show, Danielle. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here on this fantastic podcast. It's always great when podcasts serve to inspire people and get them excited about things going on in the world, so I'm very happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to get to know you and learn a little bit about what you're doing, but before we kind of dive into some questions that I have for you, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners today? Uh, absolutely. So my name is um, Daniela Federico. Um, I founded with my daughter um, a company called Sensory Access. We're a nonprofit organization that focuses on um, providing inclusion and accessibility for individuals with sensory disabilities, um, things like um, autism, Down syndrome, any of those um, in folks that have some dif- uh, difficulties with sensory processing. Um, I find that often those disabilities get overlooked um, and individuals that try to have access to the theater or a sports stadium uh, or big global events don't always have an easy time doing so because there are some barriers in the way. And so our goal is to take down those barriers and allow everyone to have access to these events. I love that. What inspired you and your daughter to do this? You know, kind of from a mix of professional and community and personal experiences. Um, My son is on the autism spectrum, and so we have some personal experiences from, you know, going to lots of places, traveling, going to theater, um, going to different types of places and seeing him struggle um, kind of from that perspective with multiple sensory difficulties. Um, I myself, I'm hyperacoustic, so I have lots of auditory sensory difficulties. So for me, when there's overlapping sounds or sounds from different um, areas, um, high-pitched sounds, then I can't hear anything at all. It all kind of tends to make everything just kind of turn to mud and I can't make out speech whatsoever. So that's my particular sensory um, difficulty. And just so experiencing all of that from a personal perspective, as we continued as a family to go and do all of these um, community events, like I said, travel, we really realized that it shouldn't be that difficult. You know, my daughter and I were sitting in a theater one night and we were watching a show 
and all these families in the front ended up leaving halfway through at intermission. Um, we caught up with them later and asked, you know, why they left. And they said, gosh, it was just so overwhelming. And the lights were really bright. And there was mm-hmm. this moment where their kids were in front of the stage. And it was really scary for them. And I realized sometimes it's not even just changing a performance or changing the sensory impact, but letting people know about it ahead of time. And so my daughter and I kind of came up with this idea of what if we just preview things and talk about our experience and what we think the sensory impact might be for people, and then they can have that information going in. So a parent that knows that their child perhaps has auditory difficulties can put headphones up, for example. I really love that. And what I was really inspired by is that you have a little video that was at the beginning of your website, and I was just watching it. I'm like, yes, I get that. You know, and it was just so impactful when I watched that. And it's something that I can't wait to even just show that part of it because a lot of people don't understand that, do they? No, I think that, you know, when someone says, oh, I have sensory difficulties or I process sensory information differently, I don't think a lot of people understand, one, what that feels like, and two, how difficult it is. If you're constantly navigating the world around you and everything is louder and brighter for you, more painful for you, that is really difficult, right? It, it takes a lot of cognitive energy to get through it. You're more fatigued. Um, you're constantly having these huge spikes of cortisol in your body um, going into fight or flight. And so it really does have a physiological response on your body as well as just how you process that information. Um, I kind of try to think about it like if someone just walks up to you and then bangs a gong right in your face, right? Like that feeling that you have like, oh, my gosh, that's so loud. Mm -hmm. Individuals with auditory difficulties have those moments many times a day, right? And the same can be said for, you know, having visual difficulties, et cetera. So they really do have a really big impact on individuals to the point where they often just avoid those experiences altogether. Yeah, and that's not fair. I believe that everybody should be inclusive into all events and able to help them through this, then why not? So tell me a little about what you and your daughter do. You might go to these events and see everything firsthand before you you talk about them to others? Exactly. So, for example, most, let's say we're working with a theater. A theater might come to us and say, hey, you know, we want to do a sensory-friendly showing. So, for example, we've worked with Disney on, you know, the Broadway show Frozen and uh, Lion King. And they came to us, um, one of the theaters here, and said, hey, we want to put on a sensory-friendly performance and, you know, tell us what we should do to make it more sensory-friendly. So we work with them to, you know, figure out what are the sounds that might need to be turned down a little bit or are there, for example, moments of strobe lighting or other things that would be really difficult um, for someone with sensory difficulties. We'll work on creating an atmosphere inside the theater that's more um, accessible for individuals that need to move around. Um, We have the lights on a little bit in the theater. We provide some movement areas and sensory areas outside of the theater. So there's all sorts of things we do for a sensory-friendly performance. However, what I thought and I really put out there is that it's not all about having one special performance, you are autistic, or if you have sensory difficulties, you go to that performance. It's very nice to have that performance, but we like working with venues to make the entire season or the entire venue sensory accessible. So we will work with them to preview every show so that anyone can go to any show at any time because they know exactly what to expect from that performance. Oh, my goodness, this is absolutely fantastic. So the question I have is, do you do this just in the United States? Do you guys travel to other countries? And what type of, like, 
for your services, I've seen that you have like theaters and concerts. You, it says you have sports events. You know, we need to know more about this. Absolutely. So to answer your first question, you know, we go everywhere. In fact, in the last year, we've been traveling back and forth to Dubai. Um, that's where the World Fair is this year. It's going on right now from October um, through this March. So it's a six-month event every time there's a World Fair every five years. So this time it just happened to be in Dubai, and they contacted us and said, hey, you know, this is the first time ever we've really thought about a World Fair being accessible to individuals that are autistic, that have other sensory difficulties. Would you mind coming out and seeing if you can make that happen at the World Fair? And, of course, we had no idea what to expect, and so we went out there and said, wow, yes, this is a very big project. There's, you know, about 192 buildings to go through and, and see what their sensory impact is. Um, there's events. There's all sorts of things. And so we went back and forth for about a year, um, and I can say very, very proudly that this is the first ever autistic and sensory accessible world fair in history. So, you know, we, we love bringing kind of what we do all over the place. You know, we've worked on some music festivals um, all over Europe. So we definitely go anywhere in the world um, that is interested in having this kind of accessibility and being more inclusive. Um, and I think that's a really important part that, you know, every part in the world um, is, you know, kind of recognizing that, you know, it's not just wheelchair ramps and elevators, right? There's so much more to accessibility. You know, think about individuals that are blind or have low vision, individuals that are hard of hearing or deaf, you know, they really experience the world in a different way. And so do individuals that have some of these sensory processing differences. So there are many ways to make an event or a venue more inclusive. Um, and this is, you know, one of many steps to get there. I think you're absolutely extraordinary. And I love exactly what you're doing. Because you're a nonprofit, do you rely a lot on donations? And how do people get involved in something like this? Um, it depends. You know, we um, most of our kind of funding comes from the companies that hire us. Um, we are finally kind of working on trying to put together a fundraiser um, for the end of this year um, to kind of increase our reach um, that we have. Um, but most of the time, companies will reach out to us um, and hire us directly. Sometimes we work with government agencies. So, for example, in Seattle, we were working on, on a grant um, where they had us come in and do some of our accessibility audits um, on all the small theaters that didn't have a budget, for example, to hire us to come and say, hey, can you do a sensory narrative on our space so that someone knows, hey, when you come to this theater, you're going to walk in this door, you're going to have to hand in your ticket here, you know, you might have to sit here, that kind of stuff. Um, most small venues don't have that kind of funding. So um, one of the um, arts and culture funds in Seattle um, you know, funded us to go through and work with all these small theaters. So the funding really comes about in different ways. In terms of individuals, how they can help, um, really just being really aware of accessibility. You know, everywhere you go, if you're going to a movie theater or if you're going to the zoo or if you're going to a concert, even if it doesn't affect you, ask about accessibility. Hey, what kind of accessibility offerings do you have? Do you have something beyond, you know, wheelchair ramps? You know, what if my child's autistic? I have a friend with someone with Down syndrome. How can they access this? If more people ask questions and really push for inclusion, then you're going to start noticing how important that is. But if no one asks, it's really up to the individuals with disabilities and some of the companies like ourselves to do all the pushing, and we can only push so much mm -hmm. and in so many places. No, and I completely understand that. And I think the video on your front page is absolutely extraordinary, and I think it's something that I really want to share with all of our, our listeners because 
it's something that I haven't seen before. Is that kind of some things that you're going to be doing in the future is more awareness campaigns or more awareness videos just to kind of get people talking? Absolutely. I think there's lots of different ways to um, be inclusive, but I think the first step is knowing that you're not inclusive. I think, you know, most of the time when I walk up, you know, to a new venue or a new spot and I say, like, hey, can you tell me about your accessibility features? They're very proud and happy to say, we are totally accessible. Look at our cool wheelchair ramp, right? And I know I use that example a lot, mm-hmm. but that's because that's what and so then when I start talking about, well, what about if someone has this difficulty or this disability, most people are generally surprised and have just haven't thought about that. And it's not that they don't want to. They just don't know. And so there's definitely yeah. a lot of awareness still to build in this area. Well, and you, you have a lot of resources on your website. Is there resources that our listeners can take home with them that they can start sharing? Um, absolutely. I mean, I think the knowledge of the fact that, um, you know, if you are going to an event, for example, and, you know, have some sensory difficulties, letting the venue know, like, hey, that, you know, this particular part was really difficult. This particular thing was really nice. You know, I really not love knowing that your season of um, ballet, for example, is accessible and that my friend who has an autistic child can come and enjoy this along with me, right? Just really having those communications um looking at our website to see what resources we're constantly putting new videos out there, new resources, and the more people that are aware of um, what some of these things are, the better. I think you're amazing. I'll be honest with you. I'm just overwhelmed with all of this. Uh, you know, I, I'd love to see more of this up here in Canada because I think uh, it is definitely a need. Um, I think it's probably a need all over the world, like you're mentioning. Um, so if an individual is wanting your services, how can they get a hold of you? Um, usually our website is the best way. We have, you know, all of our phone numbers and email. Um, I'm constantly on email. I'm definitely, because of my auditory issues, I'm way more of a visual person, so I tend to respond best um, over email and Zoom and so forth. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, really just reaching out to us and asking, you know, that if they need help, you know, we've had individuals say like, hey, I need help, um, for example, at a concert. I really want to go to this concert. I have a ticket, but I get really overwhelmed in the crowd. How can you help me? And so sometimes that means we take one of our staff and we accompany them and we help them through the crowd. Sometimes it means we contact the venue itself and say, hey, we have a client with this difficulty. Can you please make your venue accessible to them? And here's the things that we would need. Once in a while, we might actually have a connection with the artist and set up something with them. So there's been some artists that we've had connections with where we can, you know, connect with them, and then they get at a special place where our client can watch a show from um, that feels safer to them oh, and gives them that acceptance that they need. So it really just depends on, you know, what the venue is, who the artist is, you know, kind of what the overall goal is. Well, this is great, and I know that our listeners are probably really excited because you're an amazing woman that's doing so many good things in this world, and that's what the Divas That Care is all about, is listening to amazing stories like yours, um, wanting to collaborate and do more things. And I know our listeners are always about that, and just to get that awareness out there, like you're saying, is a very big thing. Danielle, I want to ask you a question. If you had some tips and tools for our listeners today, um, what would they be? Let's see. I think really being aware of your surroundings when you're doing different things, right? So, for example, if you're at the grocery store or if you're at the zoo and you see a family, you know, or a mom struggling with their child and that child is having a hard time, you know, sometimes I think we think 
instantly like, oh, that, you know, it must be a parent that's not paying enough attention to their child or that child, you know, act, must out, act out all the time. Maybe that family is just having a bad day. Maybe that child has sensory difficulties and is processing, you know, that particular experience in a difficult way. Maybe that family has spent a ton of money saving up for this event and they really don't want to leave because, you know, they've spent so much money trying to get here and yet their child is having a hard time. And so they're fighting with this idea of, gosh, we've saved up money to be here, but my child can't handle being here. What do we do? Right? Just giving people the benefit of the doubt and being grateful um, and sometimes even mm-hmm. just offering some gentle support goes a long way for making people um, that have different disabilities really feel more included and not feel like a burden, right? I, I feel, I talk to so many parents of, um, children especially that have some of these difficulties where the parents are just so afraid to go out there in the world for fear that their child has a difficult time and then that they as a parent get judged. And the more we can be open-minded as a society and be inclusive and not judge others, um, I think that in and yeah. of itself can be really so. That is a beautiful tip, and I want to thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, also, I want to ask you one last question. Is there any new things that are going to be happening in the future for you? Anything that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Um, yes. So we've just um, opened up an office um, in London area, so actually in Manchester area. And so we are expanding. Um, you know, we've just been kind of going back and forth um, between, you know, a couple different continents, and we're excited to be doing more global events. Um, so that's going to be a big push for us. Um, we have some really cool um, new technology coming out that will create some different accessibility options. Because, again, at the end of the day, every venue we work with, they're going to be limited with whatever they have, right? We might be working with a theater that's in a historic building, so there's only so many changes they can make. We might be working with someone that has a small budget or someone that has a gigantic budget but doesn't have the knowledge and the training to pull off inclusion to the way we know it can be done within budget. So creating some new innovative ways to bring technology in to create some accessibility um, can be a really easy way to do that. So that's one of the things that we're working on. So I can't tell you too much because it hasn't been, you know, announced <laughs> yet, but watch our space in the next some really cool things coming up. Oh, well, we're excited. And I hope that you and perhaps even your daughter will come back on our program and share a little bit more with our listeners because we'd love to continue to learn more about this. Absolutely. And I think actually that's another tip I would say is talk to your children. You know, bring your children with you to different events that might be difficult for them or that might have people, you know, that are coming from different points of view. Because I think one of the most amazing things um, I get to see every day is seeing someone like my daughter who, you know, started this idea off with me four years ago when she was 13. She's now 17, about to go to college. We're sitting here every day waiting for college acceptance letters. Um, And it's just so exciting (laughs) to see her watch the world from that accessibility lens. She's really into immersive environments and gaming and so forth, but from that accessible point of view. So she's going to go to college and bring with her, you know, in every single class that she takes and every college experience that she has, she's going to be talking about, well, what about this? Is this accessible to someone like this? What about this? But she's going to be bringing this point of view with her because of the experience that she's had so far in life. And the more that we encourage that kind of outlook in our children, the more everyone around us will become aware of some of these difficulties because our children are this next generation of bringing change into the world. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. 
Danielle, it has been a pleasure learning from you, talking with you. I can't wait to hear more and to have you, as I said, back on the program because you're exactly what the Divas That Care is all about. And we just love listening to amazing women like yourself that are doing extraordinary things in the world. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a joy. And, um, you know, I love your podcast. And I'm just excited to be here and excited to share more as we go on. Excellent. Well, thank you again so much. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into today's program. We are now in our 12th season here. I want you to go and check out Daniela's amazing website. I'm going to be posting on all of our social media because it is a fantastic place. And I think that all of you would love it. And I know that you want to pass these amazing stuff on to all of your your tribe also. And that's what our Divas of Care is all about, is a group of amazing individuals around the globe that is always collaborating with one another. So make sure you take this recorded show, pass it to your friends and family, and inspire more people like Danielle is. So thank you again. I hope that everybody has a fantastic day and that you remember to do something kind. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.